Coming up on this episode, we begin by discussing Colby and Dan's recent trip to St. Louis and why you should invest in a $13,000 video game for your bar. Then we get into the week's tech news, including Apple's crazy lawsuit with Qualcomm and the million new products Amazon announced. Stick around, it's all coming up right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 218, recorded October 1st, 2018. Tokens taken. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by two guys who, uh, who knows where they are, because they're always so, they're they're always all over the map. These guys, they're they're I would say world travelers, but they're kind of like mild travelers. It's Stan Miller and Colby Rabideau, gentlemen. Miles, you're mild travelers because you're not like jet setting to like Tahiti and and South yes, Africa. Yes, you wait, Sean. Is yes, that is that what's wait. next? Well, you know, you don't go to Tahiti in July. I bet it's maybe cheap. I bet it's cheap. That's the, the you get the deals because it's ty- what typhoon season? Maybe I don't know. Is Tahiti one of the Pacific Islands? I don't know where Tahiti is. I Me either. This is one of those things where you would get like stopped on the street by a reality show, and they'd be like, "Point on a map where Tahiti is," and you'd look like an idiot for everybody. I, I wouldn't even begin to know. It is in the Pacific Ocean. It's the largest island in the windward group of French Polynesia. Interesting. Yep. Cool. Sounds far away. Oh, it was uh, a colony of France, which would make sense. It was a French Polynesia. Yeah. Yeah, colonies. What are up with those? We don't really do those anymore. Anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, <laughs> do it yeah. in a much less formal manner. Yeah. Now, that, now that Britain's uh, its own country, they're they're going to get back into the empire game. That's what I'm told. That's they're restoring their former glory. Hey, we're still hanging on to Guam, so why not? Yeah. Cool. Uh, speaking of traveling, I had I had some excitement this weekend, which justifies my going to the airport absurdly early. Mm. Um, not this weekend. This was last week, Tuesday. I don't know what time is anymore. It was Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One week ago, I guess, or six six days. Uh, so I got to the airport last week to go to St. Louis. Uh, I have all my stuff. It's early. I had like a, a like 10 o'clock flight or a 10.30 flight. And so I go, um, I go to the airport. I didn't, I wasn't checking a bag, so it was easy. I just went to the security line. I got in the security line. I was taking out my wallet to get my stuff ready to present to the TSA uh, for inspection. And I took out my wallet and my, my license was not in my wallet, Mm. Um, which was problematic. Uh, So I got in an Uber. I went back to my apartment. Couldn't find my license, so I took my passport card, which I got and have never used. So I've used my passport card now. Took an Uber back to the airport, and I got to my plane uh, just as they called my boarding group. So, generally speaking, a success. However, I don't know where my license is because I haven't been home to look for it. Um, (laughs) But the... Yeah, so go to the airport early because uh, if I hadn't gone early, I wouldn't have made my flight. 
And if you do go to the airport early and find Colby's license, please drop us an email and let us know. He is looking for yeah. it, and we would appreciate it. show at, at gmail.com. That's right. Just in the subject line, say, I have Colby's driver's license. Well, Colby, did you leave it as collateral at some place or something? <laughs> like collateral for what? I don't know what you're up to. It's renting rollerblades or something? I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's just like in the pocket of a pair of pants somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the problem is I almost never use it. Like, when do you use your license? It's like when you get carded at a bar, but that happens, like, less and less frequently. <laughs> yeah, we are old. <laughs> Unfortunately. Or maybe, I don't know, like, time is passing, right? So it happens less and less frequently. So so I can't even, like, pin it down, really, to, to the last time I had it because I never used it. Uh, well, the good, so news, good news for you, and I just learned this because, as you guys I'm sure know, when you move, unless your driver's license is getting renewed soon, it has your old address on it, and that can sometimes be an issue if they compare it with stuff. In the state of Massachusetts, Colby, you pay them 20 bucks, and in less than a week, they'll send you a replacement with, uh, with up-to-date information on it. Sick. Very easy. Awesome. And so I recommend doing that. Thank you, RMV. Uh, well, that's good. Yeah, you guys were traveling. You were in St. Louis last Saint week. St. Louis. St. Louis. One of the, one half of the Twin Cities, most people don't realize. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's the good half. And so... Wait, what's the, what's the other city? Minnesota. It's <laughs> <laughs> the other city, Minnesota. Yes, yes. St. Paul. It's the Twin Cities, St. Louis and Minnesota. St. <laughs> Louis and St. Paul. They're two twins. Yes. Yes, oh, the wait. Saints. The the double Saints. Yeah, the Saints. Oh, I get it. Okay, it's not that they <laughs> the river from each other or anything. No, that's Minneapolis, St. Paul. I know some geography, but uh, you were in St. Louis uh, for uh, a conference, is that correct? That's right. Yeah? Did you, did you have a nice time? We met people. We had barbecue. We saw, we saw some blues. Oh, wonderful. We went to we went to a venture capital barbecue. <laughs> did did you get a lot of funding? I mean, no, I didn't get any funding. Oh, I, I did get a lot of barbecue though. I had a a lot of ribs. They fair, were very good. To be fair though, Colby, you didn't try to pitch him on anything either. That's true. I do have his email now, so I'm right. like in the club. It was weird. They after after the party, they sent out an email with everyone's email like cc'd. To like inter- introduce everyone to it's each other. Purposes. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Uh, what else happened? We played that crazy arcade game. Oh, Killer Queens! You know about this game, Sean? I have not heard about this. What is this? So this is a in arcades. It's five on five game. You have to play it with ten people. Okay. And your four. Each team has four worker bees and one queen bee. Okay, this is going to get a little complicated, but but stick with me. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Queen bee is has superpowers and is like really strong and can kind of kill any other bee and can fly in any direction. Okay. The worker bees can't fly; they just they have to walk and jump. There are three, and the worker bees can become soldier bees with a process. I'll explain in one second. There are three ways to win the game. Way number one, you kill the other opponent's queen three times. Way number two, you grab 
uh, all the orbs and put them in these little slots. Way number three, you hop on a snail on the bottom of the screen and scoot it over to the other team's side. Okay. So when you're playing, uh, you have to balance all these three goals and try to meet one of them to win, but also try to deny the other team from meeting any of them, which it gets really chaotic to keep track of where the snail is and how many orbs the other team has. And worker bees can become soldier bees, which can kill things by donating one of the orbs to this little machine and then you become a soldier bee. It's a lot of fun. Games last, like, I don't know, a minute or two, it felt like. Not very long. Yep. And coming out on Nintendo Switch, a four-on-four version, I think, uh, called Killer Queen Black. Soon-ish? Yeah, four-on-four. I, yeah, I'm watching a video on their website, and uh, these people do look like they're having a lot of fun. That's good. Seems like a good kind of bar-type game. Yeah, the, the cabinet that you have to play this thing in is huge. Kind of the two-sided... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Coming this winter for Nintendo Switch, it says. Would you like to know how much it costs to buy one of these cabinets? I was asking, and no one knew the no, answer. No, you, you can. The price is online, so don't look it up. How much do you think it? How much you think it is? Uh, five grand. Okay, Colby, you got a guess? Four grand. Thirteen grand. Oh my god. <laughs> Wow. But they claim it can make like $1,000 a, a, a night or a weekend, it said, which I don't think is right. But if that's true, then it seems like a good investment. Well, I mean, depends how much you charge. It was yeah. free for us, so. Ah. <laughs> right. But it can also, like, 10 people are playing at one time. True. But was there slot? I guess there are coin slots for each person. I didn't really look because we didn't. I didn't yeah, play. I didn't. Get we didn't. We didn't have to. I presumably, that's how most arcade games work, right? Yeah. Like, like for Ninja Turtles, like if you only put coins in one one coin slot, only one. Person oh, look, they have a they they have a little chart that proves it makes more money than other games. It, it on an average, is this a? Wait, what is this here? website? thousand dollars a week. No, it's um. It's a it's a website where you buy arcade machines and they just link to it. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Primarily, they sell the, the Killer Queen one. Yeah. Yeah, thirteen thousand dollars. Oh, they got League Nights. Frequently asked questions: How much does it cost to play? You can set it to whatever you want, but we recommend one to two dollars per game. This is the cost for up to ten players to play together. Okay. So, you know, they say a thousand bucks a week. So. So theoretically, you recoup in a year your thirteen thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty close. That's Interesting. That's cool. Not neat. Uh, so can, when can we take the uh, don't panic ad money and put it towards one of these machines? <laughs> or... oh. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, I think we should keep it at Sean's house because he has, you know, an actual house. I've got, I've got a ton of space for it. I see. What I was thinking is that we could take the cabinet, but retrofit it to be "Don't Panic" the game, where on one side is Colby's side, and on the other side is Dan's side. Uh huh. And you have to compete against each other to like host to 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 be on to be the best on the show. <laughs> Two guys who are actually killer bees. Yes. <laughs> now, Sean, where do you come into this game? 
I, I kind of I've, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm kind of in the middle of the two of you, and I'm kind of like. Does each team have a Sean? Yes, they can deploy a Sean. Sean to the snail. When things get too out of control. Got to rein you two in. Can't handle it. <laughs> too much excitement. Is something people never said about this show. Uh, no, hey, <laughs> wonder, no, hey, wonderful. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you guys had a very nice time in St. Louis. Glad to have you back um, this evening. What is an MEI bill validator? Electronic money interface, and I'm guessing it's the machine that makes sure when you put in a dollar, it's a real dollar. That's a guess. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, man, don't want don't take any of those funny money. Yeah, we could probably do do a whole thing on uh, on like arcade machines and pinball machines. That would be a lot of fun. That's true. I mean, I know you guys both have the space in your places to pick up a couple cabinets. Absolutely. Uh, if I just took out my existing kitchen cabinets, maybe I could do it. Well, you can, you know, when you're not using the arcade machine, just store your pots and pans in it. It's a multi-use item. I'm getting reports that we've lost video, Sean. <gasps> what? From whom? No. Oh, from our favorite oh, viewer? Yeah. From one of our many fans. Um, I would have... I would suggest that they refresh their feed because I can still see okay. us. All right. But um, but we will keep an eye on the situation as it unfolds. Carrying on. Um, guys, we've got a whole host of tech news here in the rundown. While you guys look at it and decide what we're going to talk about, I'm going to thank everybody who's joining us live. As you mentioned, Dan, right now, maybe watching us at minimum, hearing us at uh, don't uh, at facebook.com slash don't panic show and on twitch.tv slash don't panic show. Monday nights, 10, 15 Eastern, give or take. You can check us out there, but be sure to like and subscribe to those pages so you get the notification when we go live. If you are watching live, you can comment. Let us know your questions or thoughts as we go through the show. Guys, where do we want to start in this exciting rundown? Let's start with the Bananas lawsuit. I love this this headline that Sean has in our show notes. is Banana lawsuit says Apple spilled the beans. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is kind of a this is kind of a crazy what? lawsuit. You know, Apple and Qualcomm for a long time have gone back and forth saying, "Oh, you're you're abusing your position as kind of the preeminent modem supplier in terms of Qualcomm." But then Qualcomm's like, "No, but there are patents and stuff." But apparently, Qualcomm now says it's been able to view documents showing that Apple and Intel engineers shared Qualcomm's source code and other tools. "Quote, on information and belief, Apple developed and carried out an intricate plan." beginning at least several years ago and continuing through the present to steal vast swaths of Qualcomm's confidential information and trade secrets and to use the information and technology to improve the performance of non-Qualcomm chipset solutions and in conjunction the performance of iPhones based on these chipsets, that that non-Qualcomm company being Intel. Uh, At this point... um, the lawsuit says at one point, Intel's engineers even complained to Apple they were unable to open secret Qualcomm files. Apple's engineers are then said to have created new viewable files using Qualcomm's own tools. Uh, they say the practice began at least several years ago and has continued through today. They believe Apple succeeded in stealing its technology and used it to improve speeds in Intel's modems. Yeah. As someone who's an actual software engineer, the the easiest part of like any of these things is the software, mm-hmm. right? Like the modem hardware. I mean, I'm not a modem 
engineer. I've never done that. But I can't imagine that the, you know, what kind of software are they talking about here? I'm guessing it's like device drivers. Because like, why would why would Qualcomm give Apple the software that runs on their modems itself, right? Like, there's no reason to do that. Well, it says here in the article, Apple wanted access to Qualcomm code so that it could integrate it more deeply into the iPhone. So they struck a deal back in 2009. Qualcomm agreed with some conditions that it only be used in products with Qualcomm chips, couldn't be shared with third parties, and would be robustly protected in the same manner as Apple's own code. Right, but it doesn't say what that what that code actually is and and the so what i'm saying is there's software that you write that runs on your computer to interface with these various devices right like Mm -hmm. but then there is software that runs on the devices themselves so you have people don't anymore but remember back in the day you would have like a discrete graphics card or like a gigabit ethernet card that you put into your computer Mm -hmm. those things are all running software too so there's like it's software all the way down and that's the hard part the hard part is the hardware and the software for the actual network communication and not the software that communicates with that thing so what these vendors will typically do i don't understand why um even for uh those things which people typically call drivers uh is it's all proprietary binaries and you don't Mm -hmm. get to to see it so to me that sounds like what they're talking about uh is that apple and apple definitely wants to do this they want to include the drivers in ios Mm -hmm. right uh and having access to the source code probably lets them do that more efficiently and all sorts of things so i don't think it is the case that apple wanted the you know hardware software if you will that runs on the actual modem. And if they did just want the driver source code, I think this is a you know an example of the law not being caught up with the reality of software because anyone could write that. It's not hard, it's just tedious. Like send turn this like electrical signal on this series of electrical signals tells this chip to turn the radio on and this tells it to turn it off. Like, okay. There's no secret there. I I don't I don't know what's in this code, so it's it's hard for me to speculate. You could absolutely be right that it is somewhat standard driver code, and that there's not anything particular. I would then argue I don't know why Qualcomm would go through such lengths to keep it secret, especially in an industry. Because I I think all like all of these companies do this, and I think it's because they better safe than sorry, or they feel like it's some competitive advantage. But then why would Intel or, want it so badly? I don't know. Uh, that Yeah, that part's a little weird. Because Intel, it is, I mean, Intel just, or Qualcomm just has an immense amount of market share in the mobile modem. I mean, no one really runs Intel chips on mobile. They just don't. Right. Um, and I don't know if that's a, because Qualcomm's hardware is better, their software is better, they just are dominant in the market. Um, Intel has always struggled to break into into the modem space in in mobile so if it if it took using qualcomm's code to to make their products on par with with what qualcomm offers then yeah i could see them doing this with apple it was apple doing it kind of maliciously to oh we're gonna finally get rid of the evil qualcomm by helping intel i you know that's perhaps a little far-fetched 
But it is a juicy story nonetheless. Juicy. High drama. It's bananas. It's bonkers. Um, and uh, yeah, so they're suing each other. Um, they, there's some talks that they may settle soon because uh, both sides kind of have dirt on each other. So it's kind of a lose-lose situation. Okay. All right. Moving on. Chugging along. Next? While you look up your next story. Um... Uh, let's talk about... The... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Let's talk about the Amazon stuff. Let's talk about the Amazon stuff. We didn't we didn't do a show last week, so this is a little bit older, but that's okay. It's still interesting. Amazon had a surprise hardware event and announced literally everything. They announced like a zillion products. Um, how about I give you the high-level list, and then we can pick a couple out maybe you guys want to talk about. Um, okay. I'm going to go very high-level here because there's literally... Like... I already know which one I want to talk about. All right. Can you guess? Well, is it the one you post in Slack about? Oh, maybe. Okay. <laughs> While you're thinking of that, new Echo Dot, uh, larger 1.6-inch driver, 70% louder, much clearer sounding, $49.99, same as the old one. Pre-orders start to, uh, are already live, ships in October. Uh, Echo Auto... Um, for your uh, connects Alexa through your phone, plays over your car speakers either through Bluetooth or auxiliary. Features eight microphones, and you can use it for directions, music, things like that. Um, it will be on an invite basis only for twenty four ninety nine before expanding to all customers and going to forty nine ninety nine. We saw the Echo Input, which is plugged into speakers you already own. Um, there's not one built in. It's got the microphones in it, uh, but you can put it anywhere. Uh, that'll be thirty four ninety nine. We saw the second generation Echo Plus. Um, it's got a new design. It can act as a, a hub for your smart home gadgets like the old one. It's also got an integrated temperature sensor that can trigger Alexa routines based on the room's temperature. It's priced at the same $149.99. It's available for pre-order now. Um, it's also got local voice controls. If your internet goes out, you'll still be able to control smart home devices with the speaker. We have the Echo Sub, which is a subwoofer, $129.99. Um, it, when paired with an Echo or Echo Plus, it will fill out the low end, making your music sound fuller. We have the second generation Echo Show, now 10 inches with better sound. Uh, it doesn't have that big, chunky speaker beneath it. It's now just more the screen. Eight microphone array, best mic system they've ever shipped, they claim. It also has a web browser on it, um, including their own Silk browser or Firefox, and a Skype app. That'll be $229.99 pre-orders are now. Uh, Alexa Guard, which integrates Echo devices, smart lights, and security services. Um, when it's on, Alexa can send you smart alerts when specific sounds are detected, including breaking glass or smoke. Um, you can also set it to away mode, and it'll know to detect that. Um, it also uses machine learning to turn your lights on and off in patterns that seem natural to deter break-ins. There was also the Amazon's oh, Basics boy. Microwave, uh, which includes the Alexa Connects kit, which will include Wi-Fi and Bluetooth connectivity, so you'll be able to use it. There's no actual microphone in there. Um, which is interesting. It connects to your Echo devices over Bluetooth. Um, it includes dozens of quick cook voice presets, so you can cook just by accessing uh, the, your Echo, um, and a built-in ask button that you can press and say simple commands like two minutes and 30 seconds on medium. It'll be $59.99 when it ships later this year. There was the Echo Wall Clock, which is similar to the microwave. Uh, it connects to your speakers over Bluetooth, but you can set timers, alarms, and change the time using your voice, um, and it'll show your timers on the face of this actual analog clock. There was also the Link and the Link Amp. These are like the Sonos One and, uh, or no, I'm sorry. Um, the Echo Link is designed to connect to a receiver or amplifier if you already have one. There are no mics built in, but it uses Echo Link services to let you control stuff using your existing Echo through your receiver. Um, lastly, Fire TV recast over the air channels to Fire TV. 
Um, it will have a built-in DVR, so it can record over-the-air channels using an antenna, and then it will stream those to a Fire TV. Uh, the two-tuner model with 500 gigabytes of DVR storage will be tw- uh, two $229.99, and a four-tuner version with one terabyte will come later. Um, oh, and I'm sorry, I also forgot Oof. the Amazon Smart Plug. $24.99, it's a smart plug, uh, and the Ring stick-up cam is the last one. I'm not even going to say anything about that because I'm out of things to say. That's all the things they announced. Okay. All right. Wowie. The microwave. <laughs> That's the one you're going with. Someone sell. I, why would you ever want this? I, it's just like the washer and the dryer. There's nothing that your microwave could do without you needing to be there. <laughs> it's true. Or, the, or like, okay, if you were five minutes from home and you left something in your microwave, which seems like a bad idea, I guess you could turn it on and have it start cooking. You're saving yourself five minutes. Uh, I think, I actually, I agree with you, Dan, and I think the only, the only reason I think you would buy this is because it's the same price as a microwave that doesn't have it, and then you never use it. <laughs> Because that's got it. That's it's literally just a gimmick to get you to buy their microwave over someone else's because they're all the same. (laughs) You literally, it takes longer to say, "Hey, a name, please start the microwave for two minutes and thirty seconds on medium." I can type two thirty in on the display faster than that. Yeah. Um, And is it? Does does it have like? it'll detect what you put in it or or what was that you say like hey reheat a steak in my microwave and then it does it is that the idea yes so it will have preset um you know kind of like you know a microwave has like a baked potato button or a popcorn button yeah it'll have those presets you would say hey you know defrost um, you can say reheat coffee and it will know how to do that. Um, you know, you can say frozen Did vegetables. Did you ever use the presets on your microwave? No, never. I've had pretty good luck with the popcorn preset before. On that is the only one that I use. Yeah. Well, the good news is this one, I missed one feature the microwave has, which is there is an <coughs> auto popcorn replenishment button. That is essentially a built-in dash button in the microwave. You push it to order more popcorn. Okay. I I wish I was making that up. Sadly, You're I'm really not. not. Does it work for anything else? Mm, no, it's a dedic. It says according to this, sign up to autom. Uh, it says auto popcorn replenishment. Sign up to automatically reorder popcorn, so you're always ready for movie night. Choose from select popcorns. <laughs> Um, when you make popcorn using your voice or the popcorn button, Amazon Basics Microwave will reorder when you run low. So I guess they keep track every time you use the popcorn button on the microwave, and at a certain point, they just reorder you more. That's bananas. Like, who eats so much microwave popcorn that they need this feature? The people who have uh, in-home theaters, I think. It's that same audience. Yeah, maybe. But that's so, but that's like, if it, but like of all the things microwave popcorn, if it was like frozen vegetables or something like I act, a potato, like something I would actually eat, but microwave popcorn is like, do people really, well, okay, I guess I'm wrong. 
And the other crazy thing is it doesn't have a built-in microphone or speaker. You have to have an Echo device that hears your voice and tells the microwave what to do. Right. Okay, so what were some of the other... I've already lost track. What were some of the other things that they announced? Um, And Colby, do you have anything to say about the microwave? The microwave? I don't know. It seems silly, but I, I think Sean's right. Like... It's the Amazon Basics one, and, like, why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, first of all, it's not a... I don't... It's only a 700-watt microwave, which is not... Which is considered a low-power microwave. A 1,000-watt is kind of your standard. Um, Listen, Sean, some of us don't have space for these, uh, you know, 1% or 1,000-watt oh, microwaves. I, I run a 3,000-watt, Dan. I could cook a... I could cook a whole <laughs> cow. actually? No. No, I think the biggest I've ever seen is like 1500 watt. I don't think they, I think that's like your convenience store, like nuke it to, to death microwave. Um, no, but, but the thing is, I, I just, I quickly Googled on Amazon comparable microwaves that 59.99 is very competitive. So I do think this will just be a microwave people purchase cause it's a decent microwave and it's priced right. And whether or not they use the Alexa thing is a, who knows. Um, other things they announced, like I said, they updated all the all the various Echo speakers. They've got a new little design. They're more powerful, the sound better. Yeah, uh, the auto, the Echo auto. Okay, yeah. Which is interesting. Um, as I said, uh, plugs into your car, adds Alexa is powered. The um, connectivity of it is powered by the the 4G in your phone. Um, connecting. Why don't they just have an Alexa app for your phone? They do have an Alexa app for your phone. Oh, then why would you ever get this? Because it's not... Uh, maybe on Android, on iOS, it's not always listening is the problem. Okay. that's fair. Um, uh, the clock? Oh, the clock. Yeah, the clock is neat. Right, a big-ass analog clock, right? Of all the stuff, um, the Echo is wall it clock. actually neat? Uh... I this think is another one I'm super skeptical. Like, would I buy it? Uh, I don't know. I do think it's a cool idea. It uses a ring of LEDs around the clock face to show your active timers. Start a timer and an LED will show how long that timer is set. At a second, it'll set light up a second LED for that. Uh, it can also change automatically for daylight savings time. It's got no actual microphones on it. It will connect with existing Alexa devices over Bluetooth and will cost $30. Hmm. So everything is kind of neat. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. I mean, but again, this is like if you need a wall clock, it's a good-looking wall clock that happens and is reasonably priced and happens to have Alexa in it. And I think that's how what much, they're going for. How much does it cost? Thirty dollars. Oh, pretty reasonable. Which isn't crazy. I mean, it's not a huge clock, but I would say that's not out of the realm of. Right. Does it just have batteries? I would assume. Uh, they don't. They don't have a fully built out uh, product page for it yet, so it doesn't really say. Um, and there's no launch date uh, on it. It will launch later this year. So what's the what's another ridiculous thing that they can make <laughs> that they can put Alexa into? Um, that's a good it's... question. I mean, I think appliances are a good way to go. Coffee makers. Yeah. Microwave, uh, toaster ovens, crock pots. Uh, now, see, a, a coffee maker 
Uh, no, never mind. It's still not valuable because you have to put the coffee in it. What could you put? What would I? What now, in my house would I like to talk to? T- I think TVs are good, and they're already doing that. But I think TVs are a good opportunity. I have that fancy Xfinity talking remote, and I use it all the time. It's great because I just oh, I just really? hit the button and I go ESPN, and it just goes to ESPN. It's very convenient. Mm-hmm. So I would use that. Um, what about fans? Go oh, fans. Blinds or like an air conditioner, yeah. space heater, any any kind don't of they, appliance. Don't they have an Alexa air conditioner? Oh, I, they do. I guess I don't yeah. think they make it, but it is integrated into some of them. Um, but I'm sure I think like like a wall clock. I would have never thought of. They're doing the smart plug now. Um, right, that one's obvious. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. And it's really, I don't know, do you know off the top of your head what the Wemo plugs run for? It was like $30, $35. Yeah, these are 25 so. But only works with Alexa. True. Whereas the Wemo plugs work with everything. True. Yeah, if you're a HomeKit house, this is not going to... I mean, we're really getting to the point where, because I was looking... So I got an Google Home for free... And I plugged it in and I hooked it up and it does not play nice with any of my other stuff because everyone's Uh getting into smart home lanes where it's like all my Amazon stuff works really well together, but don't try and mix it with Google stuff. And I'm afraid the Google stuff and then HomeKit's not going to work well with other stuff. So we're getting to a point, you got to pick a lane. So if you're in on Amazon, I would say this shit's great. Buy it. Do the microwave, do the plug, do the clock, get all in, but don't. Once you start mixing and matching, you're going to start asking for trouble. Yeah. Smart. I think smart blinds are an actual thing, which I think is really stupid also. (laughs) I mean, it's less stupid because it'd be cool to be able to close your blinds with your voice. What I would, I would just love it for time. But how, how do you change the, well, yeah. What are you going to say? I was going to say, I would like a blinds because I open my blinds and close them at the same time every day. So I would like a, just a, a, a timer right. where I could say at 5 p.m. close the curtains and Absolutely. close the blinds. That would be great. That would be really cool. I am strongly interested. I will say I do like the new Echo Show, which is the, the, the biggest right. uh, Echo with a screen. The new one looks much nicer Ooh, yeah. than the old one. It's slick and it's now got a web browser and it's got Skype. Um, it's got a better microphone. I still think it's a little pricey, but it's more. I like the Google. I think we talked on the show the Google ones that they're making now that are the Google Home screen devices. I forget what they they have a name for them. Um, and they kind of look like this. And I like the way the Google ones looked. And I think this one is a lot um is a lot slicker. So I was I was impressed with that upgrade. Cool. Yeah. So. All right. I'll try to think of some more stupid uh, yes. lots of things that they could add. If anyone has suggestions, tweet them at us. Uh, use the hashtag. Um, <laughs> uh, insert Alexa hashtag. here. <laughs> um, and by the way, I did get on the pre-order list for Echo <laughs> Auto. Insert a word here. Insert. <laughs> Be careful. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. I, I, have we convinced you guys to buy any of this crap? <laughs> I'm still not convinced on the whole space. Okay, that's although totally Colby's fair. pick might be convincing me, but mm, a nice plug. 
Oh, God, what my pick was. <laughs> we will get to that a little later on. But we do have time for one more story, guys. Um, if there's anything here in the rundown you want to discuss, want to share with the world, get your thoughts and opinions on. Mm. Oh, we should probably talk about the Facebook security thing. Yes, we can definitely do that. Uh, earlier this week, Facebook disclosed a widespread security flaw that could have allowed hackers uh, to access an affected user's account by getting their security token. Uh, it affected as many as 50 million people, um, and it's for- Facebook is now forcibly making around 90 million users log back into their accounts in full today to be safe. Um, they discovered a flaw. I don't know if you guys ever use this feature, uh, view as, where if you like own a page, you can say, I want to view the page as a guest visiting the page rather than me as the page owner. Um, however, it appears that that feature inadvertently exposed Facebook security tokens when someone selected a profile as the desired view as target. Um, and those tokens would allow access to that person's account. In addition, it's not just that user's account, but any account you log into using Facebook Connect was also uh, accessible using this token. Um, it's, uh, Facebook is also disabling the view as feature while it conducts a thorough security review. Um... It was part of the video uploading feature they uh, introduced in July of last year um, that allowed users to upload birthday videos in a way that would allow the view as feature to expose the information. Um, They say no credit card info was exposed, neither was any uh, passwords. It was just the tokens. The passwords themselves were not exposed, so no one should have to change their password, but that's why they forcibly logged people out. Amazing. Whoops. That must be, I feel so bad. That's such a complicated, that's such a risky feature to have. View as. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty complicated. Um, Got any insight, Colby? Yeah, I know how that works. Like, in the. (laughs) So it's actually kind of interesting in the, there, a lot of the, the code that, like, renders like on the the sort of web server layer, the code that renders things on Facebook, the viewer is abstracted away. So like you can, uh, it's, I guess, relatively easy to do. Mm-hmm. It, 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 uh, it fit in, I guess, to the way that privacy works and like all sorts of things work. Because um, that's been a feature on Facebook forever. That's not like a, the view as thing is not new. That's that's um, right. Quite old. Yeah, I remember it being around in like 2012. Right. Right. Um, but I guess the tricky part of that, right, is you you I don't know, you know, whoever worked on the video thing was not considering That, that it wasn't safe to send whatever tokens down to the browser, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, like, that's hard to know. Like, that's a lot of permutations of a thing to consider. Um, so, you know, from, like, 2012, when everything was, like, sort of a web page, uh, to now, when there's presumably, like, way more interactive stuff happening on the client, um, you know, maybe... Uh, reviewing that feature is like the right thing. But yep. I can totally see how it happened. You know, like it's easy to imagine how it happened 
purely on accident. Yeah. Good explanation. Thank you. Yeah. And this comes on the heels of a bad Facebook PR week. With the WhatsApp guy leaving, the Instagram founders leaving. Yeah, they're having some serious issues. They now face a class action lawsuit over this specific hack um, in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California. They also uh, could potentially be fined up to $1.5 billion under the new GDPR rules in Europe. Um as well as a result of this specific hack. It it does bring up a good point that I think maybe you guys have opinions on this. I think it's kind of insane if you're still using Facebook to log into other websites. Oh, I'm so guilty of this. I know. It's so easy. It's It's so easy. And, you know, this is what scares me about LastPass and 1Password, too, because I'm like, this is too easy. Like, I'm uncomfortable at how easy it is. Yeah. Yeah, if I had been using one of those when i made a lot of these accounts maybe i wouldn't uh wouldn't have done it but even still like there's a lot of times where i'm getting tickets or reservations for something it's like oh use our little bespoke app to do this and but here's a sign in on facebook it's like boom done yeah you don't want to create an account for that no but but but, but uh, maybe where i would fall is don't use facebook login for things that you really care about like, I don't care if someone compromises my Resi account. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's a fair yeah. point. I mostly like, try not to, but sometimes. Do credit card companies protect you if your credit card is stolen digitally? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's happened to me. I've had twice I've had to get new credit cards. Um, it's, but the, the, Dan, Dan, do you do you log into your credit card with your Facebook account? No, but like maybe if in the Resi example, I don't know if they have my credit card. They they probably could. Uh, it would be reasonable if they did. Uh, so if someone did break into my Resi account with my Facebook token or whatever, they could get my credit card. But it's not that big a deal. I mean. No, it's not. And, you know, like I said, I I, I got a text message one day. Oh, uh, did you just charge $2,000 at Home Depot to your credit card? And I'm like, uh, no, I didn't. Uh, and it ended up being a whole thing. And they cancel it and they send you a new one. It's really not a big deal. The only issue is, and I tell this is really important. people should, And I know people who still do this, which is crazy to me. If your primary bank account where you keep your money checking savings, um, don't use a credit card linked to that account like a debit card or a credit card linked to that account because then they're stealing your actual money, not the credit card company's money. And then it's a whole nother issue trying to get your money back. If they steal Visa's Uh, money, they usually don't care that much and they know it was stolen and they just say, okay, well we just, it's not your problem anymore. We'll give you a new card and ignore the charge. Um, But if it's taken, if it's taken out of a, uh, a card that comes straight out of your bank account, then it's like at, no more at gas stations. At, I don't use any, I use all credit cards now and then just pay them off because it's not good to use a card linked to an account with money in it. Mm-hmm. Assuming you have money in your checking account, which, <laughs> you know, may be a big assumption. More millennials Might be after step all. one. Yeah, it depends on the day. Yeah. So um, that's just a little tip. But no, honestly, it's, I've gotten, it's stuff gets stolen all the time. That's why I tell people that they're like, 
my mother always tells me, oh, I'm so worried about my credit card getting stolen. I'm like, who gives a shit? Your credit card will absolutely, you can do everything perfectly. Your credit cards, look, everyone's credit cards are getting stolen. It's not a big deal. Right. As long <laughs> as the credit card companies are cool about it, no one cares. Yeah, I, I've left my credit card at restaurants and it's got been stolen twice. That's been my uh, my vector. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Well, we'll keep an eye out on this Facebook situation as it unfolds. If there's anything more, we'll be sure to bring it to you first. You heard it here first, and by first I mean first, folks. way after everyone else. But that's okay because we've got the unique insights only we can provide. Um, guys, it is time for picks. It's the part of the show where each of us yeah. brings something we want to talk about and share with the world. Give people a nice heads up as to what's going on. I'm going to go first because I'm at the top of the list here, and I guess I can. Um, do you guys <laughs> remember the Apple Cards app back in the day? That became passbook no so this was their their short i want to say short-lived but it was around for a couple years apple made an app and it was made by apple where you could order custom greeting cards why they made it i still have no idea but they printed up greeting cards and they were very nice and i loved it and i used it all the time because if you can spend a couple bucks more to send a custom thank you card people remember it and i loved it and then they discontinued it and i hated it i was so mad (laughs) I've been looking for a replacement. The problem is most of the replacements, they kill you in like weird microtransactions or you have to buy cards like 20 at a time in a bundle and all the sketchy stuff. I finally found a site that I think works pretty good. I still miss the Apple one, but they do an okay job here. It's called Ink Cards. It's on uh, the uh, App Store and on Google Play. And they're, they're custom-made cards. So you use the app. You can put photos on there. You can type custom messages inside and they'll mail them for you, which is the most convenient way to do it. You can do one at a time or you can do a bunch of them at a time. Uh, they start at two bucks each. Most of the kind of premium ones are about four bucks a card, including postage. They'll even mail them internationally for a little bit more money. And like I said, you can add your own messages, your own photos. Um, I sent some custom cards to my realtor and my mortgage broker and all the people who helped me with the house. I had a photo of my the new house on the front, had a message inside, and they came out beautiful. So um, the prices, I think, are reasonable. You wouldn't do this all the time, but I think if you're looking for a way to send nice kind of one-off custom cards. I think ink is a good way to do it. Ink cards available now in your app store. Um, let's see, Colby, what do you, uh, what do you got here? So I upgraded my iPhone to, uh, iOS, whatever is 12. It 12 iOS 12. Um, and I did some playing around with the shortcuts app, uh, mostly unsuccessful in finding anything to do with it. However, I did realize that one thing you can do, so you can use it to copy text into your clipboard. So I've been making a series of shortcuts that that copy uh, multi-character things into my clipboard, like combinations of emojis, or I have I have like the the table flip like Unicode character guy in my clipboard now. And that's 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 my pick. You should do that if you you uh, like me want 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 to put things in your in your clipboard you lost me a little bit so what why why would you do that (laughs) walk me through how that works okay sean okay like like, give me give me an example iphone iphone oh neat okay um so 
I'm going to text someone. Let's see. Uh, so so imagine I'm in a in a in an imaginary message. Uh-huh. Uh I don't want to reveal our chat history on on I'm the show. I'm pretty sure it's just me sending you gifts <laughs> for the past 3 days. <laughs> That's true. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's, it's it's not very exciting. Um okay, so so imagine I'm texting Dan and I'm mad about something. Say mm. I'm mad. I see. I yep. said I'm mad, but I really want to emphasize that how mad I am, so I can go to my like shortcut thing. Yeah. <laughs> pick pick table flip, right, and then swipe back up. Do do a little, uh, little copy and paste. Boom, the little guys in there. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah, I did it twice. I didn't mean to do it twice. You're so but. mad. Yeah. That's very funny. I like you that. I can do that all the time. So that's, that's the only useful thing I should to do with shortcuts. So, so no, now, Colby, what you have to do is even shortcutify the shortcut, and you've got to do one where you can send it to... You hit the button, and it automatically sends Dan a specific emoji. Well, funny, funny you should mention that, Sean, because I'll... I have a little shortcut that uh, searches for a random GIF on Giphy and sends it to Colby and also tells him what time it is. <laughs> so all I have to do is press the play button. And uh, whoop, whoop, there's the GIF it's going to send. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. Done. I always have to tap to load the preview, though. I don't know why. I think yeah, that's a setting. I, I couldn't figure out how to, get it to attach the image itself. Hey, Colby, it's... <laughs> and I had to give it the date to him in programmer format because... Now all you have to do is schedule it to run every hour, and you're good to go. <laughs> can you schedule things to run on a timer? I don't think you can, right? I don't think so. No, but you can do some cool stuff. Neat. Well, finally, hey, that's the first good use for shortcuts I've seen. So thank you, Colby, for sharing that. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm, I'm always uh, looking for new suggestions. Can I make that my pick, too? Because I, I really don't know. <laughs> that's okay. You don't need a pick. Okay. My pick is also playing around with shortcuts. So it was a lot of fun. Also, yeah, get pre-check. Just get pre-check. It's great. It's not that much work, at least in New York. It was so easy to go to the airport, not the airport, but the the pop-up booth in Penn Station and just do it. Yep. And if you travel internationally, pay the little bit extra, get global entry. Well, that uh, that's where I messed up. I didn't realize that was an option. Yeah. It's only, I think, like 15 or 20 bucks more for over five years. Yeah. But now I have to do it again. Oh, yeah. Maybe no, I will do, do it. Maybe I'll do it. Well, but you've been, how long have you been pre-check? Uh, since... September? August? Oh, okay. August I thought you were longer. No, no, no. This is new. Oh, welcome to the club. Thank you. It is great. The problem is, I'm finding is that, at least the last couple times I've flown, the pre-check lines are getting long. And now they do move faster, but they are getting long. And I have right. been to airports where the, the regular line is shorter than the pre-check line. 
Now I also pay. fly out of mostly smaller airports when I do fly, so that's, that's part interesting. Of it. I would have thought that bigger airports would have that problem more. I think they can. I, the problem is, I think at least from my experience at smaller airports, the pre-check line does not move as fast as it does at larger airports because I think at larger airports they're used to the volume and they can get mm-hmm. people through. And I just think at smaller airports everyone just goes slow. And so pre-check ends up being maybe slightly faster, but they don't really zip you through like they do at the big boy airports. Yeah. Oh, man. I am i don't know. I flew southwest to St. Louis for the first time in a while. It was like a zoo. I don't know if it was St. Louis or if it, I just didn't remember what it was like, but... Like everyone on the flight was over 65 or traveling with like three children under the age of 10, and it was just like no one could do anything. Like, boarding the flight took forever. We were like 10 minutes late pushing back from the gate for no reason, it just took forever. It was really crazy. Like, the the flight crew was like, Come on, everyone, like, we want to leave on time, we just need to board the flight. Please sit down, please sit down. Please sit down. Like, I haven't been on a flight where that happened in so long. Ugh. Maybe, maybe Southwest is the problem. I think Southwest is the problem. Uh, yeah. And this has been Travel Hour. <laughs> <laughs> Top tips for your travel woes. Um, very nice. Well, guys, we are going to begin wrapping up the show here. Before we do, I do want to tease a couple things. Uh, first off... Very exciting. Uh, Game Nights just published a new episode last week. The adventure continues. Uh, this time around, what did we do? I'm so confused because we've taped and I've edited a bunch of stuff, but it's not all published. In this last episode, we have to figure out, A, how to get a fifth crew member, and B, how to steal a boat from a bunch of guards. Mm. Uh, they go hilariously. So um, stay for... Uh, fire breathing and 30 rock references and just Matt being Matt. It's a fun episode. It's live now at gamenights.tv. Make sure you subscribe. New episodes come out sporadically, so subscribing is the best way to get it. We're going to try to keep getting more out. That's more on me, but we're going to try and keep getting more out. Don't you worry about that. There'll plenty more game nights ahead. Uh, I also do want to tease, and I know you guys are ex- as excited about this as I am. It's that time of year again. The Up for Debate Movie League. Now... Dan's so excited, he just knocked everything over. Sorry. No, that's, that's, he's enthusiastic. He's ready to go. Microphone. I'm ready to be on a team with Sarah again. Yeah, so we, we won't reveal this the winter the summer results yet. We'll officially do that at the draft. But for the Winter League, teams but, but, are back. I did not come in first. That is true, Dan. That Balance that has been restored Well to known. Dan, sorry, did not come in first. Did I come in last? That is, honestly, that's been the tighter race this whole time. It's been a real tight race for last. You'll have to wait to find out. But as you mentioned, Dan, teams are back. Yeah. Teams are back. Colby, you were on a team this last time around, so it won't be a big change for you. Um, But Dan, you will be reunited with with your partner. I think the only team that's ever won the league. Because that was the only time we've ever done teams. So Dan and Sarah back together again. Colby and Emily will be there. We'll have uh, Kaylee and Brian will be back. Uh, we're we're going to have, we're gonna have uh, six teams. We're going to have a great lineup. I'm very excited. Um, coming up in the next couple weeks at UpForDebate.tv. Big movies. I don't know if you guys had a chance to look at the list. Um, 
Oh, give me a taste. But we have got it's it's a it's a decent mix of franchise and smaller stuff. I think we really learned over the summer that I mean, you really got to lean heavily on that on those franchise films. We're gonna have sequels. Uh, probably among the biggest would be uh, Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald. We're gonna have the Lego Movie Two, Spider Man into the Spider Verse, Mary Poppins Returns, Aquaman, Bumblebee. Uh, let's see what a uh, Dr. Seuss's the Grinch, the Nutcracker in the Four Realms, Goosebumps 2, uh, Venom, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Uh, a lot of a lot of big franchises, a lot of kids movies, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Creed 2, another Robin Hood movie, which I think is like the fourth one we've done in these drafts, which is crazy. I don't know why they keep making them because no one watches them. <laughs> but I guess it, I, I have to assume they're no cost to the rights for Robin Hood. So they'll just keep making, you know, that and Spartacus, they'll just keep making those movies. If at first you don't succeed, make a million dollars in China and not care. Anyone in the U S saw it. Um, so it's, it's a good 30 movies. Uh, we'll have, uh, we'll have our six teams, hundred bucks a piece. We'll be drafting. So keep an eye on that at up for debate.tv, but subscribe to the feed there. Uh, last week, man, I talked about currencies, Spoiler alert, this week we're talking arts and crafts. Ooh. Yeah. What that means, you'll have to tune in and find out. I wonder what craft, arts and crafts Matt does in his classroom. He, he, so Matt, so Matt, just so people understand how we come up with these episode topics, Matt said to me, uh, I said, Matt, what do you want to talk about? And he kind of thought about it. He, thought, he said, Sean, do you know a lot about cross-stitch? I said, no, <laughs> Matt, I don't, I said, I don't know anything about cross-stitch. Do you know a lot about cross-stitch? He goes, no, I just thought it might be interesting to talk about. And I'm like, well, we can't do a whole hour on cross-stitch. I said, what about <laughs> arts and crafts? He goes, okay, that's good. So that's how we got to arts and crafts. He pitched me the other day on fences. He wanted to do a whole episode on fences. <laughs> is that, is that, was that be a political podcast? Or what are we talking about here? No, he, literal like a barbed wire fence or a picket fence or a chain link <laughs> fence, like fences. <laughs> No, yeah, no. You, oh. you pretty much ran through them all right then. Yeah, that's well. That was the problem. I said, Matt, we cannot. We barely did currencies for an hour. We also we spent a chunk of that time reading off facts about U.S. presidents and it, it, trying to figure out what a Pokemon was. So it's a good episode. Uh-huh. People should check it out. Are they aliens? Are they mutants? What, what are they? They're animals, Sean. They're terrifying, is what they are. The squirrel the that can that electrocute you. Mom very bad all right we are gonna wrap it up thanks everybody for joining us don't panic.io is our website you should go there get all the past episodes the audio the video and the pics are there every week check it out you can subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts the audio apple podcast stitcher google podcast anywhere you get them check it out we're there in the video version on youtube as well and of course follow us at don't panic show on twitter don't panic show at gmail.com is the email address and i mentioned earlier about watching us live we appreciate when you do that monday nights That's going to do it for this episode. On behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time for more tech news and good times on another Don't Panic.